saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Hey everybody, Jacob Daniel here, the Daniel 3 Podcast. Hope you're all doing all right. Uh, this is a pre-recorded stream, so uh, won't be able to interact with any of you live in the comments. But um, And I don't have too much scheduled in the way of uh, podcasts at the moment. I have some stuff in the works, but you know, it's we're kind of gearing up into the holiday season and uh, everyone's schedules are, just, are going to be harder to... Uh, you know, match up and get perfectly right. So uh, it's probably going to be a lot of short uh, episodes that are solo for a while. I'm also kind of redoing my basement and moving around my uh, computer area and like, you know, kind of redoing like my quote unquote studio, I guess. So um, for those of you who are watching the video podcast, you'll notice that I'm uh, a little bit different setup. I'm using a uh, green screen background and uh i'm actually doing this from from work so i'm going to be kind of doing this from work for a while uh just until i get the new studio set up although you know i might kind of have you know uh, use this set up once in a while too uh just because it's convenient sometimes just depends on when i want to record or stream uh and, and what's going on so but yeah that just an explanation for the setup. Uh, I hope the audio is okay. I'm using my lesser quality mic, I'm not bringing my nicer mic here to my work environment. Um, so yeah, uh, just wanted to, I don't know, try to touch base with everybody, give everyone a little bit of an update as to what's going on in my, in my life. Uh, I guess for starters to talk a little bit about my dad. So dad is off the ventilator and uh, doing a little bit better. He's awake. He's able to communicate with us. He's incredibly disoriented, though, and he's suffering from what I guess they call like post-trauma. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, I want to say insomnia, but that's obviously not right. Uh, amnesia. That's the right word I'm looking for. Yeah, he's suffering from post-trauma amnesia, which uh, basically is like as his he was basically in an induced coma for the entire time that he was on the ventilator, and as you know, they took him off all those uh, sedatives, but it takes a while for, I guess, the brain to completely come back on and the memory parts of your brain are kind of the last to kind of like, you know, completely reassert themselves. And, and the way your brain works and, and you know, catalog short-term and long-term memories and stuff, it's, it's complicated. And 
so it's not it's very common for people who are waking up out of any type of coma whether it's short or long term to have uh you know be very disoriented and for their memories to not be all there they're very frustrated and then my dad's like suffering from you know a little bit of muscle atrophy and his lungs although like he's kind of you know pretty much over the covid the ventilator and the covid wrecked havoc on his lungs and so he can't fully breathe by himself yet. He needs oxygen and he can't really sit up and walk around yet. So he's incredibly frustrated, um, but it's, you know, he's still doing better. We're going to have to find a, uh, you know, part of the challenge we're up against now is that he's soon going to be sort of outside of the scope of what the hospital would say is like, he needs, you know, where where they can help him and he's going to need to be transferred to a, uh, a rehab facility. The problem is a lot of them are full and a lot of them are not taking any patients who uh, are not vaccinated, which my dad is not. And uh, so that's proving to be difficult as, as well as finding places that the insurance that my dad has will cover. It's becoming, it's, it's looking more and more like we're going to have to find a way to pay for all of this out of pocket. And so things are pretty rough right now. You know, my dad not working, my uh, stepmom having to miss work, bills already piling up uh, on his personal and medical uh, side of things. And now this is kind of throwing us through a curveball too. So, you know, a lot of people have donated to the GoFundMe. I started for my, my, my dad and, and our family already. And I'm super appreciative of that. Um, I want to keep sharing it every week or so. And, if you guys can just keep up with, you know, donating however little, you know, you, you feel led to or that you're able to, I, I know times are tough and I don't want anybody to put themselves out there. You know, if you're able to, you know, even donate $5 here and there as you have it, I mean, it, every little bit really helps and uh, share the, the link around and stuff too. Uh, if people are able to share it to different groups they're in, uh, you know, super appreciative of, of all the support and uh, not just financially, but all the uh, prayer and all the love and, and uh, positive thoughts that people have been sending uh, my way and, and to my family. So um, I guess that's a, that's it for the update there. As far as, uh, you know, other things going on uh, <laughs> the, the name of this episode, I haven't, I haven't quite, you know, at this point it's, it's different when you're pre-recording. So I haven't, I haven't actually settled on the name of what the podcast is going to, this episode is going to be, but it's going to be something along the lines of calling myself a filthy statist. Because uh, uh, if you haven't seen me announce it already, or I don't even, I don't think I actually personally announced it. I think other people did it for me, but uh, here in my, so I live in Dallas town borough, which is part of York County, Pennsylvania. And uh, I was able to run as constable in my borough uncontested which basically means that uh it was only my name on the ballot there was no uh it was not a partisan race and really there was no one else except a person who was doing a a write-in campaign that barely got any votes um so i'm now technically although i haven't like gone through the whole process of swearing in yet and who who knows how that's gonna go because uh i got a feeling that depending on how that goes i i could potentially still back out of it and say, I don't want to do this. And, you know, but part of me wants to, as long as I don't feel like I'm 
violating my conscience too too much by swearing it like if they make me swear an oath to uphold justice and you know morality and i don't know just something generic i wouldn't have a problem with that if they ask me to swear an oath of allegiance to the united states and the constitution it's going to be a bit harder for me to do uh, uh as a christian and an anarchist whose allegiance is only to god and uh you know i don't take a lot of things in the bible too i don't know like hard-lined i guess um you know, and I'm a pretty religious person. I take the whole Bible. I believe in the inerrancy of the scripture, but I, I don't view it through a fundamentalist lens where it's very legalistic, I guess. But um, there are things in there in the Bible that are kind of black and white. And, you know, I think one of them is Jesus saying not to sort of take any oaths or swear any allegiances. So that will be a bit of a problem if that's what it uh, comes down to. So I'll keep you all posted there. But if, you know, but there's a good chance for the next six years, I'm going to be serving as constable in my uh, in my little borough. So I'm still kind of learning more about what that entails. There's some personal benefits and perks that come with it. Maybe if I take certain classes about being able to conceal carry uh, a firearm in more settings. Um, I obviously have no intention of uh, serving warrants for any sort of crimes that uh, I would not view as, you know, being crimes where there's an actual victim uh, or, or anything of that sort. And uh, yeah, uh, I want to, you know, I I, I do want to be caught, like, even though it's a lower position, I'm, I'm very aware that all political power can be corruptive. And uh, so I'm trying to approach this in the way I've always talked about anything relating to politics, to view uh, whatever power that this position grants me or whatever utility that this is, to view it as a tool and to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm still me and that I'm only using this tool in a way that uh, brings glory to God and that is advocating for those principles uh, of both, you know, the, the Bible and of liberty that I, I, I view as important and that I, I'm not using it for any unjustified personal gain. I mean, if it benefits me without hurting anybody else, that's fine. But that's the line is I, I don't want this position to benefit me in a way that would be hurting anybody else. And that includes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure I want to accept any money uh, if it's funded by taxpayer money. Um, I know that's, you know, maybe for some people, they're not as uh, caught up on that, but I, I don't know. If I did accept any money, it would something. It'd be something where I gave it all back uh, through through some form or, or another. But I'm I'm trying to walk that line of not compromising on my principles and using this opportunity in whatever way I feel led to. So uh, keep you guys posted on that as developments happen this just happened this past week so it's still very new uh i didn't have a lot of a chance leading because i literally we only decided to do this maybe in august or september i think and then uh you know then then one but i haven't had a lot of chance to think about it because of what's been going on with my dad and now that it's upon me it's like okay now i have to kind of uh step up and figure out what i'm doing with all this 
Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I don't really know if I have much else to talk about. This is going to be an episode that's a bit on the uh, shorter side. Um, you know, maybe I will talk a little bit. Uh, I didn't talk about this much. Uh, I might have briefly mentioned it, but, you know, back in October, uh, I wasn't able to make it to the Tom Woods, Woods 2000th episode that a lot of you probably uh, went to. I just watched it. the episode came out this past week. So I got to watch all that. It's a pretty cool episode. Uh, sounded like it was a lot of fun. Wished I could have been there. But I ended up uh, doing something a bit different. I was uh, asked to officiate uh, Michael Heiss's wedding, which was uh, a very surreal experience for me. Um, actually, as I'm thinking about it, I did talk about this on a James Gentleman's podcast, so on Blackbird. So you could probably hear me talk about it there too if you haven't already. But it, it was very uh, emotional for me because of what was going on with my dad. And my dad is the one who like, I've learned all this from and who was my you know, religious, spiritual mentor growing up. And I've seen him officiate weddings. And so I was trying to almost like pay, uh, I don't know, like kind of like honor. I was trying to like honor him and what I was doing. Um, and, and so it was very emotional for me. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll, uh, read you guys my, uh, my speech because I, I put a lot of time and thought into this speech. Uh, I had to reflect on, you know, my own marriage. I uh, will read a lot about what the Bible has to say about marriage. Uh, kind of like pushing back. I wanted to not be cliche or say a lot of cliche things. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying to, you know, find that right balance between, like, you know, speaking from the Bible and quoting scripture, uh, but also trying to be original. And uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys find it interesting. Uh, so I'll just read you what I had. Uh, Friends and family, we have been invited here today to share and witness with Mike and Emily a very important moment in their lives. In the years they have been together, their love and understanding of each other have grown and strengthened, and now they have decided to live their lives together as husband and wife. I fear many in our culture have forgotten the purpose and the value of marriage, but marriage is as an old an institution as creation itself. For in the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, God said he created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, and male and female is how they were made. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. You know, even in the garden, before sin had entered the world, God looked at Adam and how he was alone and declared it was not good. Something was not quite perfect about this creation yet. And so he made a partner suitable for him to live his life with. Although we are individuals first and foremost, we are not meant to live alone. God has always said that two are better than one. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, God said two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, 
they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? A marriage is to be that which sustains a person through the storms of life. Although we have many different relationships, friends, parents, children, and love for all of them, the love that exists between a husband and a wife is unlike any other. For marriage is a commitment to one another to bear to the other his or her soul, to present to the other themselves completely bare and unfiltered. And from that level of honesty and intimacy, a love and a fiery passion grows that propels each of them forward with a light that can vanquish any darkness. For the love that exists between husband and wife is the very love and fire of God, as described in Song of Solomon's. For that love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench this love, neither can floods drown it. And if a man for love offered all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. For who could put a price on that kind of love? Ultimately, the love of husband and wife is the same love that Christ has for his bride, the church. And just as Christ gave up his life for his bride, husbands are ready to put everything on the line for theirs. And there is no fury like that of a wife or a mother protecting her husband and children. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Uh, John the Evangelist says in 1 John chapter 4, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Blessed are those who have found that person whom they can share that sort of love with. And so marriage is a commitment built on a foundation of love to journey into the unknown and conquer fear together. So, yeah, <laughs> I was very, uh, very emotional giving that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wanted to share it with you guys. I, I certainly view my marriage that way. And, uh, my wife is my bedrock and the person I confide, uh, my soul to who I'm completely, you know, I'm, I'm not very filtered with people, but with my wife, I'm, I'm pretty much as unfiltered as, as, as I can be. And it's not always pretty, but, you know, there's something about uh, relationships that is beautiful and yet messy at the same time. And uh, I don't know, there's a, there's a, there's something there that I've been just thinking about lately. Just the, the way that, uh, you know, just this journey, this, as we, as we try to preach the gospel, as, as we try to spread the message of Liberty, as we try to affect change, as we build relationships with people, you know, marriage is that like that other than our relationship with God, it's kind of like that most uh, intimate relationship, most important relationship that we have, but all relationships have an element of this, this messiness and, and yet this beautiful, uh, I don't know, there's this beautiful element to it. That's, that's hard to, 
hard to put to words, but I felt like that speech kind of shared a little bit of what, what I think about the subject at the very least. So, well, that's it. Like I said, I was going to keep this short, just a little bit of an update for everybody and just to talk a little bit, keep uh, some episodes going. There'll be a lot more like this coming down the pipeline. As always, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Daniel318.com. And uh, yeah, that's it all I want to plug. Thanks, everybody. And uh, uh, until next time. Uh, crap, I had a, I have a catchphrase I wanted to start using, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I asked... Uh, I don't know. I'll remember it next time. Next time there'll be a there'll be an ending catchphrase. I just I forgot what it is. Oh, it's don't fear the fire. That's right. Because uh that's the story of Daniel 3. So yeah, until next time, don't fear the fire. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.